Welcome to Arrow Bandwidth. I'm David Smith from Arrow and I've got with me Joe Bombardi, who is the Director of Systems Engineering for Prisma Sassy at Palo Alto Networks. Welcome back, Joe. How are you? Good, David. Doing well. So, Joe, welcome back. Um, so, we've spoken a lot about Prisma Sassy and the technologies, but what are some of the newer capabilities and what are the expansion options? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So, you know, we've previously discussed the power of the platform. You know, and having best of breed components within that platform, which allows our customers to grow continuously and allows us as a technology innovator to keep developing new technologies based on you know, our customers need. And, you know, one of the things we, we often tell our partners is just because a customer has Prisma access, they probably initially deployed it for one use case, probably remote access, ZTNA type of thing. So, you know, some expansion opportunities are certainly there. Um, one of those things is our next gen CASB. I'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, Prisma SD-WAN is a huge one, which we'll probably come back to that one as well. Um, AI ops, you know, new capabilities around that as well. So lots of expansion for customers to keep growing based on a platform they've already invested in, which again, it might require new licensing, might require some, you know, tweaks of configurations and so on. But if we touch on a couple of those new innovations, uh, NextGen CASB is sort of really making waves. We put a lot of effort into this development, you know, SaaS, SaaS usage, SaaS security, is top of mind for all of our customers, of course. Um, given that so many of our customers' applications are SaaS-based, it's kind of scary how little visibility they have to understand what users are actually using, what traverses their corporate network, what's secure, what's not secure. So a couple of things around our next-gen CASB is really about first giving our customers that visibility and control. You know, if we ask customers, how many SaaS applications do you have or what do you even have, they usually go blank in the face because... It's impossible without the right tooling. There's what they think they have, and then there's what's actually used by the users. And of course, shadow IT and the like, you know, makes that situation worse. So the first thing we've, we've invested heavily in is that visibility. You know, we can detect tens and tens and tens of thousands of SaaS applications automatically without anybody having to really configure anything. It will just detect it all. We're capturing all of the traffic. Let's work it all out. The, the rate of or, and volume of SaaS applications that we can detect is growing rapidly thanks to a bunch of you know, crowdsourced or cloud-sourced uh, you know, information that we can get. So that will soon be in the hundreds of thousands um, that we can detect. So we give the visibility, we categorize it so we can show our customers automatically high risk, medium risk, low risk, put them in the right categories, give some best practice policies to get them started. So by effectively just enabling some functionality, which of course is licensable and a great expansion opportunity, our customers get significant value out of a platform they've already invested in. You know, so that's sort of part one. The other bit is a SaaS security posture management or SSPM as it's known in the market. So the idea of SSPM, as I said, is getting our customers to understand what is their risk posture for SaaS. What do they have? Where are the risk areas? What should they be doing to kind of mitigate that risk and put the you know correct controls in place. Very, very popular functionality. And then there's the ability to actually understand data, understand user behavior. What are they doing with files? What are they doing with sensitive data? How are they using collaboration tools? Are they, you know, typing sensitive passwords or you know doing things that users maybe is a bit silly, shouldn't be doing, but they kind of do because they kind of have to in the spur of the moment. Having the technology automatically detect that and be able to react, you know, even to say to the user, you know what, you're doing something against policy here, you might want to rethink that. Or maybe you're doing something against policy here, we're going to let, you know, IT know, or you're doing something against policy, we're going to block you. It doesn't matter. Having that, that level of control is, is, is really big. 
And we've discussed previously about having Palo Alto's best of breed advanced security capabilities. The fact that all of those capabilities are applied for all use cases, whether it's SaaS, whether it's internet, whether it's an on-prem application, doesn't matter. And that's where that consistency of that value comes in. So yeah, Nextrick has been a huge talking point and I'd really recommend our partners are talking to our customers about that. We've done some big enhancements on AIOps. So the idea with AIOps is how do we continue to automate what we do? How do we continue to use automation and ML and you know cloud-based learning to understand this is what we're seeing, this is what we're detecting, you know, here's some predictive analytics and either automatically do something about it or automatically notify the relevant operations people so they can do something about it before something goes wrong. So there's a lot there, and that's before we've even touched on SD-WAN, which is a, a big topic in itself, right? So Joe, we've spoken a lot about security. Um, we've spoken about ZTNA, NextGen, CASB. Um, these are all really advanced security capabilities, but what about SD-WAN? Where does that fit in? That's an interesting one. I mean, you know, we, we've spoken previously about the definition of SASE, and there's obviously the, you know, the SSE component, which is all of those advanced security capabilities, and then there's the WAN edge networking, which is predominantly built around SD-WAN, you know, amongst other things. Um, sometimes SD-WAN gets forgotten. You know, when you're talking so much about security, everything is about security and policy and cloud-delivered uh, capabilities, and we kind of ignore the edge to a certain degree. Or, or the flip side is we have customers building out a network and an edge network and they want the right capabilities at the edge of the network and that's where SD-WAN comes in and it might be kind of somewhat separated from security. And what we're really saying with SASE is these two things you know, should come together. We've also previously discussed that Gartner amongst others you know, suggests that customers should have a unified vendor or a single vendor to do all of SASE. It makes sense. There's so much overlap and integration you know, so, so it's important that that happens. So, you know, for us, SD-WAN is a, is a critical component. Most of our enterprise customers have SD-WAN alongside something like Prisma Access or SSE solutions. So it's really important that we're having those discussions with our customers to understand where are they with SD-WAN? You know, is this something they're looking at? Is it something that they've already done? And many of them have done something. And many of those customers are now looking at what should the next generation of SD-WAN look like in the context of SASE. And what gets interesting is we're seeing where those conversations used to be somewhat separate. You know, SD-WAN was led by the networks team, the SSC bot led by the, the security teams. There's so much overlap now. And in fact, I would even say that the security teams have got much more influence now on SD-WAN because SD-WAN plays such a big part in how to do cloud-delivered security. So it's a really important topic and something we should be discussing a lot more for sure. That's great, Joe. Thanks for explaining that to me. Um, so Palo Alto Networks a few years ago acquired Cloudgenics. Why was that? Well, you know, if you think about Palo Alto's approach to security from the early days, it was always very application centric. It was, it was a, a strategy around if you don't truly understand applications and make decisions around applications, then you're not providing real security. Now, Cloudgenics took a similar approach to SD-WAN. It wasn't really about a network or uh, sending a packet on this path or that path or doing you know basic connectivity. It was about application performance delivery based on the available networks that the SD-WAN fabric was connected to. So it fit in very, very well. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I saw very early on in the technology, which was unique to me, you know, I'd spent many years in the world of SD-WAN and I would say it was much of a muchness. Many, many vendors. I think when the first Gartner Quadrant came out, there was something like 70 SD-WAN vendors. <clears throat> Imagine being a customer 
you know, trying to make a decision or being at one of our partners trying to make decisions. So Cloudgenics was very unique. Now, of course, Cloudgenics has been rebranded Prisma SD-WAN, which is part of our Prisma SASE portfolio. And the thing that's really unique about Prisma SD-WAN or, you know, xCloudgenics was the way it uses real-time application awareness to make autonomous path selections. Now, if you think about what does that really mean, what it, what it really means is it's using the user or the end-user experience of the user as the main metric to determine of all the paths available between user and application, what is going to give the user the best possible performance. And that's really, really unique uh, you know, in the market. And then when you think about how that integrates through a, a, a SASE fabric, because some traffic might go through cloud-delivered security, some traffic might traverse an MPLS, some traffic might traverse internet, 5G, LT, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Those are all connectivity mechanisms. Where the real intelligence comes in is the ability to understand, make autonomous decisions. And what's really cool about it is, apart from just making those decisions, it's obviously using a lot of analytics to come to those conclusions. And the beauty of it is we've also translated all of those analytics into visibility tools. So if you think about it from the context of our partners who might be managing or our customers who might manage it on their own, having those level of application uh, metrics, understanding you know, what looks good for application X versus application Y, what looks good for that user versus that user, very, very unique in the world of SD-WAN. And that was a big strategic decision for us and it fit very nicely with our overall product strategy. That's great, Joe. Thank you. Um, so how can you relate Prisma Access with Prisma SD-WAN in a sales cycle? Well, you know, sometimes they're, they're exclusive. Um, you know, sometimes customers have a requirement on SD-WAN. That's the project. That's where it starts and ends. And likewise on the security side. And, and, and that will always be the case, you know, for some period of time. But what we're seeing in the market now is much more convergence in projects being led by SASE. So, you know, at, the, at, at a higher level, uh, you know, enterprise architects understand they need to plan for both somewhat at the same time, even if they deploy at different times. Um, we're seeing a lot of patterns where a lot of our existing Prisma Access customers, and we have many, many of them uh, these days, those customers are now looking out to the edge and they're starting to think, why on earth would I use a third-party SD-WAN solution, which doesn't have the, quite the capability of Prisma SD-WAN anyway? And even though there's great integrations and we'll always support integrations between Prisma Access and third-party SD-WANs, why would you not use a fully integrated, fully unified SD-WAN, which means you've got you know, a single management plane to do all policy for security and networking, a single visibility plane to have performance metrics for all users, all networks, all applications in one place, and also being able to extend the capabilities of SD-WAN into Prisma Access and beyond. So we're kind of almost seeing Prisma SD-WAN as the you know, network edge of Prisma Access you know, for branch offices, because obviously those offices need a connectivity mechanism. And if we can give our customers a next generation mechanism to deliver application performance across one or multiple networks from a branch office, it makes a lot of sense. So we're seeing a lot of overlap in those sales cycles. And what's important for all of us is to make sure we're having those conversations so our customers understand the power of that you know, bigger platform. So Joe, it sounds like SASE is an all-encompassing solution to a lot of potential problems that customers and their partners that they work with might have. Would that basically be the case? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it doesn't just start and stop with some problem and some solution. It kind of allows our customers, well, it allows our partners to really become technology partners for our customers on an ongoing journey towards this, you know, goal in the end, which is, you know, true SASE. 
Joe, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Arrow Bandwidth, all about Prisma Sassy. Uh, please do join us on the next episode where we'll be talking about the value of a unified Sassy to partners.